This is Not American Idol. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast, Prince Podcast Edition of American Idol. Thank you guys so much for subscribing on Stitcher, for subscribing on iTunes, for listening to us on Podbay FM. I think some of you are listening to this show so you didn't have to watch American Idol last night or earlier tonight, depending on when you listen to this. I came in with the positive vibe of his legacy, continuing it, younger audience. We're going to get through it. Everything is going to be cool. It's supposed to be a two hour show. They're doing seven Prince songs. How are you going to fill two hours? Are we going to get Lionel Richie doing Glamorous Life with Sheila? Are we going to get Katy Perry trying to do Pop Life? Luke Bryan doing I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man, which probably wouldn't have been such a bad idea. <clears throat> Again, trying to go with positive thoughts. Then uh, we are earlier today that it'll also be songs from the birth year. Good Morning America first said it was going to be Prince songs in their birth year, which would put some songs from 94, 97, 99 into the mix. Let me um say something. It is so hard to cover a Prince song. Like, you know, there's was supposed to be a Grammy tribute a couple years back uh, that should have gone off. I know that would have been hard. I know when Bruno Mars did his Prince tribute at the Grammys that was somewhat lukewarm received so here's people artists that are wanting to become artists amateurs hoping to make their big break their big jump to be the next Kelly and Justin or not win it and be the next Adam Lambert hi Chris Allen so and that's the last time I actually cared about American Idol by the way So, here we are, the Prince episode. Wake up today, my new DirecTV thing, I find out that my uh, Goodnight Sweet Prince Saturday Night Live special, gone. So all his Saturday Night Live appearances I had on Crystal Clear, DVR, digital quality, gone. My Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show with uh, D'Angelo doing Sometimes It Snows in April, gone, along with Dave Chappelle, Talking about the Breakfast Can Wait cover. Gone. Back in the day, I used to just record all these to DVD straight immediately. Uh, Not anymore. I thought my weekend wasn't going to get much worse. I thought that was it. American Idol is going to be the highlight. They're going to do the man proud. Let's try not to be negative. And let's get it on. Um... I think we're all in this boat together was trying to find stuff on social media that'd be a little bit more positive it just i don't know maybe the young people just aren't watching american idol maybe they're watching the voice um but yeah it was it was a tough um tough watch i mean i think some of us are a little bit more emotionally invested So we try to put that to the side and just remember about legacy. Legacy, 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 legacy. So they went in. 
you had Ryan Seacrest uh, talk about how they have exclusive rights to perform any songs from the entire Prince catalog. So it makes sense that they stuck from 1984 through 1986. I mean, to even go back to Little Red Corvette or I Want to Be Your Lover or Cream from 1991, which probably would have went over well with the audience as well, and other songs throughout Prince 3, 2004's Musicology, few others. Even Homeboy could have done guitar and made it his own. That's not the route that they went. And along with doing songs from their birth year, like My Heart Will Go On. Uh, yeah, let's see about that. They kicked it off with Kiss uh, by Journey. I thought it was a safe version. Try to bring a little bit too much to it. Not, not enough to it. Should have been a little bit more. There wasn't enough. Of course, the judges weren't being critical of that. They were just trying to say that it went well. And it really didn't. (laughs) It was a safe bet, a safe song, and still didn't knock it out of the park. It's just tough. And then you followed up with Michael J doing I Would Die For You, and he tried to make it his own a little bit, but it was so-so, a little bit energetic. I was expecting a few, ow! Man, you guys can laugh at that one. Hopefully no one makes a little sound edit of that, but I was expecting more of the owas throughout the show. It was very nice seeing Sheila E. Sheila E. was the highlight, in my opinion. It seems like a lot of you uh, agreed with me about that. So it's good to see Sheila getting some attention and whatnot. Um, Katie Turner, the next song that I actually paid attention to was um, doing Oops, I Did It Again, and she made it her own. Good song choice, good everything. I knew she was going to do Manic Monday. Later on, I'm figuring, okay, she might do pretty well with it. Make that her own as well. So we will see. (sighs) We'll see how that turned out. (laughs) Then half of the show was taken up by doing the songs from their birth year and spending attention on that. Um, No more Prince clips. They did show a small Prince clip from the beginning of highlights of stuff. Playing a little bit of the Nothing Compares to You uh, demo version that was released a few weeks back along with a little bit of the video image. I was kind of hoping for all that to be played, but it didn't fit into the mix. Then they did um, Maddie Pope with the performance of the night so far at that time, doing nothing compares to you, but it was the Sinead version, seven hours and 15 days. I mean, Chris Cornell did the 15 days as well. Just kind of, Wish artists can understand that you can put your own little stink on that. You can put your own little mix. Be seven hours and 27 days, seven hours and 14 days, or like his of 13 days being more original than the Sinead version that I think a lot of them know and a lot of people try to do exactly like it. It was nice to see an instrument involved in the performance. So, got to give it up for that for the piano. Um, The Prince version was mentioned about 
his version being out there and to go ahead and download it and stream it. So that was cool. Then they introduced uh, that despite what happens tonight of two finalists getting eliminated from the seven, making it to five for those that are math majors. Um, said they're all going out on tour and they're going to be touring with Chris Allen. Chris Allen, the guy that beat Adam Lambert for American Idol. Yeah, how's that working out? Adam Lambert didn't win and, well, he may not have number one hits on the charts, but I think everyone knows what Adam Lambert is up to more so than Chris Allen. No disrespect there. It's just the truth. And that's when I stopped watching American Idol and stopped caring because they got it wrong. Now, they had Cade with guitar doing Jungle Love, which was cool, in my opinion. Wasn't the best version of it, but it was nice to have Sheila get her solo in and him playing guitar, another instrument with the performance. So I was happy about that. Now... Katie Turner and performing Manic Monday. As you saw from my tweet, that's the one where I went, guess Sunday isn't her fun day because she forgot the lyrics to kick off the song. Apparently, she said that in rehearsal, she was playing it with guitar and she felt she wasn't able to do Prince Justice with guitar. So that was her reason for flooding it. And... All the judges were like, oh, we forget songs all the time. Like, look, you're established. These people are trying to make it. Can't have room for errors. And you guys need to be more critical. I mean, you don't have to be an ass like Simon Cowell, but you need some of that toughness. I remember Simon, when he was doing X Factor and Drew Reichowitz, which was awesome, and has changed her name just to Drew Reich. For obvious reasons, like me butchering her name right now, uh, she did a performance of a song and she sat down on a chair. And Simon told her that chair is what's going to cost her from moving on to the next round. And Drew was amazing. And Simon was right. I had a feeling that this lyric flub was going to hurt her. And them saying it's not a big deal hurt her even more because it made... Less people not even want to give her a pity vote because they're like, oh, they're saying it's no big deal. We don't need to save her. It's no big deal. Huge mistake because what she did with Oops, I Did Again earlier in the show was really great. Manic Monday, not so much. Again, that's where maybe you got the look or Cream would have played more into effect. But Manic Monday, a more popularly known song, for the people that the show is not intended for, if you're trying to get a younger viewership, right? So you shouldn't be looking for those 40 to 50-year-olds. You should be looking for a younger audience and try to mix it up a little bit. Now, I think it was Gabby Barrett or whatnot. Um, the version of How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore now, that was the highlight of the night. Killed it, kicked it off. I know a lot of people, probably aside from the Prince Heads, 
the Purple Heads, the Purple Army, the Purple Fam, whatever you want to call yourself uh, this week, we're all in this together, plain and simple. She did a really great version, but I'm sure I was more familiar with the other people of uh, Alicia Keys doing How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore. And even back in the day of Stephanie Mills covering it. That's for the Donnie Simpson heads out there. Now, I knew that performance. She was safe. And then they went into Kaleeb doing One Dove's Cry country version. Now, that's a tough one. That's like a one of the hit songs that I like, but I think he did what I asked for earlier on Twitter to make the song your own. So he did it differently, but I think it went over well. And what's one of the main reasons that probably kept him on going forward. Now, the two contestants to go home were Journey and Katie, who flubbed Manic Monday. I feel bad for her. I guess there's no saves this season. Um, Man. It was a tough show to watch. And I don't know if maybe the voice judges, if you had Alicia and um, Adam Levine doing it would have put a little bit more respect on it for Prince. I mean, you had Nick Jonas, but he was a mentor for the songs that weren't Prince, even though he had an MPG band at one point called The Administration with Michael B., Sonny T., and Tommy Barbarella up in the mix. But even he maybe knew to stay away from the Prince songs. Um, Man, I, I want them to do more. I don't know if how much they were paid to, quote-unquote, have exclusive rights to Prince's catalog. Um, but dang, I want Alicia and Adam to get it on the voice next year to maybe do it right. Get a little bit of Christina Aguilera up in that. Um, no purple rain. So thankful for that. Homegirl did a better version of Madonna's nothing compares to you. Didn't she? (laughs) Man, it's just so tough because. We want his legacy to be done right. We know how he felt about these shows when he was here. We're in a different time, obviously. So we want these things to be legacy builders or legacy earners. And I'm not sure that happened tonight, especially when you only touch songs 84 through 86. Then you mix it up with songs in the birth year. I was kind of hoping to be selfish that it was going to be the first hour is going to be Prince songs or even the second hour. So I can just concentrate on that with it getting all mixed up and discombobulated. It didn't do the contestants any favors at all. Um, of course I was going to wait till the end to see who got eliminated, but it would have been nice to just kind of paid more attention to that first hour of what was going on and have it just be straight Prince music or the entire two hours being Prince music. Um, I thought Lionel Richie would bring up that, you know, Sheila used to tour with him before she did the Purple Rain tour and went solo for Glamorous Life, but that wasn't brought up. Katy Perry one time said that she wanted to have her own Under the Cherry Moon type movie type moment, which hasn't happened yet. 
Luke Bryan probably knows who Prince is. Gonna say that and be kind about it. I mean, is network television gonna give Prince like an hour special where they show live performances of him instead? No, they're gonna do stuff like this with American Idol. So, yeah, that's tough. Now, some of your responses on Twitter, you know, were interesting. Like saying that Cab copied Aaron Lewis's version of When Doves Cry. You know, and some of you were, all of them belong to Prince of My Purple Eyes, meaning his songs, his music. But they're thankful for their tribute and the love. I think we all are. Yeah, I really dug the cover of the Aaron Lewis country cover, When Doves Cry. I tend to appreciate a whole different take on songs versus an attempted imitation. You know, um, people were hard on her figuring, not remembering the Manic Monday lyrics for sure. That was terrible, and I just saw a part of it. Why, just why, when they now, when they know you have to know the lyrics, feel his power, be try fan to just attempt. Okay, I think I knew what you were trying to say, Taja, but kind of got upset there a little bit, huh? Um, C said, you make a great point. While no one will ever be able to perform Prince like Prince, everyone's appreciation must begin somewhere, whether they knew the music or not. You know, and Prince Knight kept fluctuating on the top 10 of Twitter all night. Usually it was at number six, sometimes number three. Someone sent, sent me a screen cap with it at number eight. This is it all being shared outside fan base. We can't let him be forgotten. He was to live on. It was perfect. No, I'm all thankful. I am thankful. Yes. <laughs> Nancy, epic fail. All right. In a word or two. Steve said, only because he's gone would I entertain his music on Idol regarding next generation getting exposed to his music. Favorite was, how can you don't call me anymore? Didn't care for rest at all. Thank you, Steve. Just the guy who performed Jungle Love did a good job, Stacy Boyd says. A different Nancy said, nobody can sing like Prince or be Prince. And these kids probably don't know anything about Prince. But you know, you got to give them credit for getting up there on that stage. At least it's keeping his music alive, and that's a good thing. Amen for that. It's a mixed bag. I mean, it would have been cool for them to play Prince's American Idol performance of when he caught everyone by surprise, right? That show originally, the finale aired on a Wednesday. The entire season, Nigel Lithgow was trying to reach out to Prince to get him on the show. And kept reaching out, kept reaching out, kept getting a no or maybe. Then Monday night happens, two days before the Idol finale. Idol finale. They have everyone picked. Prince says he wants to do it, but it has to be his way. Nigel was asking for a few things. No, it has to be a surprise. No, it has to be the final performance. No mentoring, no nothing. So Prince got his way. I was told about it on Monday night. And then on Tuesday night, 
early Wednesday morning, they were telling me to kind of put out there a lewd to, if you like Prince, to watch American Idol. So I put it on the message boards of uh, Housequake at the time and Prince.org. Love for you locked my thread on the org. And I told her, like, look, he's going to appear on the show. Like, if he doesn't appear on the show, lock my account. Delete it. And my account had a lot of history to it. But that was just my way of saying, like, <clears throat> it's going to happen. I need you to let it go. Unlock it. <clears throat> now people read me up. Is Prince really going to be on the show? Blah, blah, blah. And then he put up something on uh, the music club at the time of Corinthians 13, 11 about false idols. And then people are like, oh, he's not going to appear on. I'm like, man, he's just saying that. He's going to do the show, but is dissing it in his own little way, which is Prince talk. So this is when you didn't have the live feed you have now where you get American Idol on both coasts. So I had to wait for people's responses on the East Coast to happen. And as each moment went by, they were like, man, it's Prince really going to be on. He wasn't mentioned. I want to relax. There's still time. Then it was like, Less than 50 minutes till where they're supposed to announce the winner. And then here's Ryan going, that's it. That's all our surprises. We're going to get right to the voting. And then if you have an HD at the time, you saw the twins walking across the screen. If you didn't have HD, some people were like, thanks a lot. We watched it for nothing. And then there were the twins. And then right when they're saying they're going to a commercial break, you hear the opening chords of Lolita. From the 3121 album. Now, it was an unusually warm day in April, not May, for this American Idol performance. Prince was hanging in the car, performing at the Kodak previously in the years 2002 at the Highland Nightclub that was there as well. So he knew where everything had to be. He literally was waiting in the car till the moment he had to walk on stage. If you saw his makeup and his hair, that was how it got messed up from walking to the car to the stage. The makeup looked a little off because it was hot. Same with the hair. But he killed it, doing Lolita and Satisfied, and then walked right off Ryan Seacrest going Prince, but couldn't even mention the 3121 album being out at the time. Low promotion. It was cool. My account wasn't locked. <laughs> uh, it happened. And people didn't think it was going to happen. And uh, that weekend, he was performing the Empire Ballroom. And I was trying to be underneath the radar. And this guy named D from the Bay Area saw me. He's like, dude, J7, how'd you know about this? And then kind of had a crowd when, for most of the time, I was just able to chill without... <laughs> on the radar of anything for that Vegas show. And that was big weekend because then um, wife number two filed for divorce that week as well. It's around the same time as American Idol. That was interesting. So great performance out of the blue and no word of it tonight. No mention that he previously was on the show. No mention of during 2004, during the William Hung era, that that's the audience. That's what American Idol deserves is the William Hung. No mention of that. No nothing. 
but man, this show isn't what it used to be. And legacy, right? Legacy. What more can we do? Do we allow more shows to do this and we just are extremely tough on them? Or uh, do we all just show, throw a crap fit when any of them try to do his music? Because we want other people to discover it. But man, everyone knows 84 through 86, right? Let's have him throw on some Files Your Girlfriend up in there. Some Housequake. <clears throat> Even some Alphabet Street. Shoot, Future Baby Mama want a Grammy. Can't do that one. Just saying. You know, it's really tough for them to I Would Die For You. And I can't believe that kid was saved. Um... Because that heart will go on version, man. Mm. You got to have the depth. I just think the the judges are a little too easy. It's like Ellen really wanted to be a judge on the show. And she just didn't like being mean or crushing people's dreams. So you're having judges on there that don't want to crush these kids' dreams. But in reality, are we going to be seeing another real American Idol be successful like they were in the past. That's tough. I think there is some talent here. I like that some instruments were used. You know, they have been used in the past. Um, but for his songs, it was cool. Like I said, the person that did How Come You Don't Call Anymore knocked it out of the park. Nothing compares to you. Although the Sinead version was beautiful. Like the Take On When Doves Cry. I just want to see Prince, man. I want to see Prince on TV and not me playing something for my DVR, which, as I said, no more Sound Out Live, no more uh, that. Man, I got to make sure Marcinio is still up in there. It's just tough. We want people to know his music, discover his music, but it's really hard when they're focusing on 84 through 86. And we're going to be getting some unreleased Prince material, September 28th is uh, the Slater release date, but that can always change. Is it going to be from that era as well? I mean, we only already heard Nothing Compares to You, which was from 84. They haven't said what it is. I've been trying to do some digging. I've been hearing it's incredible, but I heard that about the Purple Rain Deluxe. Just want the master done right. You know? So, on that note, I want this to be a longer show, but I'm giving you all I got when it comes to how this show was. And just for future references, like I do want to see his music done on other shows. I just want it to be done better. You know, Lionel was somewhat of a contemporary to Prince. Katie and Luke, not so much. But, um,. Just expected more. And I feel so bad for the girl who flubbed Manic Monday. Um, and that it cost her. The judges should have been more uh, more on that. Is that you need, you need to know the lyrics. You need to know it. Plain and simple. If you're an established artist, you can flub. When you've done the show a hundred times on a world tour. Where it's your first time doing the song outside of rehearsal. You can't flub it. 
It's easy for me to say that because I'm critiquing it. I'm not having to be the one that performs. But man, I would be so hard on myself if I messed that up and do my best to not mess it up. You need to know the lyrics. When they used to do auditions back in the day and you did not know the lyrics, you couldn't even make it out of the Hollywood editions. You had to know the lyrics. It's huge. It's important. And what's important as well is Prince's legacy. Now, what do you guys think that we should be doing to procure Prince's legacy? Yeah, I know we want more music videos. We want more unreleased material. But when it comes to things like this, you know, it's a double-edged sword. We want his legacy to continue to find a newer audience. But tonight, did tonight really do it? I know it trended on Twitter. But man, Kanye was trending on Twitter all week. That doesn't amount to album sales. Regardless of if you agree with what Kanye was saying or not agreeing. I'm just pointing out the obvious fact. He owned Twitter all week. That doesn't amount to album sales. So let's see how Spotify's numbers are and whatnot over the next few days when it comes to Prince tracks. And uh, hopefully one day Prince's catalog will be known more from just all of it and not just 84 to 86 when you're saying the entire catalog because it's false hope, false idols. I think on that note, we should just leave it be. Um, Thank you guys again so much for listening, for subscribing. Let me know your opinions on this and if I'm wrong or what else we can do that I'm just not thinking about. This is your guys' show. Male, female, children, senior citizen. It's all for you, purple love. Until next time, y'all, keep it funky.